Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast of the best shows on TV. And I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And tonight, we're back to The Walking Dead. This was uh, episode 605 called Now. Um, all right, man. The director here. I'm going to try. Avi Uabayan. Y-O-U-A-B-I-A-N. I'm going to go Avi U. I'm not going yeah, that. That's good enough for me. Tried to um, butcher it. Anyway, uh, look at this guy's credentials. Um, all we got, this doesn't help to my opinion of the episode, by the way. Um, he's done some Constantine on TV and a few other things, but this is also the director of the Justin Bieber special TV. And, uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't see how that correlates well, but oh well. Uh, the writer was Corey Reed. Um this guy's got credentials with Medium, Da Vinci's Demons, a few other little things, and some other Walking Dead. Not terrible. Um, what do you call it? My wife and I watched Medium for a long time. Thought it was a good show. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, um, what are your thoughts on the show, man? Uh, mostly the episode I thought was done well, but super filler episode. Oh, man. This is filler with a capital F, let me tell you. I think they thought that some of the moments would carry the episode you know, whether it be relationships forming or a pregnancy announcement and stuff like that, but really nothing of those had much impact. So that's where I say it's filler more than anything. Yeah, I, I completely agree. We, you know, the whole scenario, um, just how do I say this? The, enti- the entire episode was necessary. Um, you know, and I had a lot of good chat and a lot of feedback with some guys on Facebook and a few other places. Um, you know, I think we had a viewer come in and I think he said it best and it was, it was Eric and he said, you know, you can't just skip over the Alexandrians. You do have to give them their part in the story. And I think he's absolutely right. Um, unfortunately, you know, it's just, it's a fill. It's a, you know, it's that gap, you know, it's not what you're excited about. You want to see more, but you also need the highs and lows. And so that the highs are that much more great. And then, you know, the lows bring you back to reality. And uh, I think that's the reason we enjoy the show and why it's successful. And so as much as that, you know, this episode was, eh, um, it was done well and it did give us good information and it did kind of emphasize a few characters, even if they're not ones you really care for off the top, but you need to have those connections and have that background on these people so that their future death is significant. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, think about the Alexandrians are filler. That's what they are. Oh yeah. They're straight fluff, which I'll ask you, were you surprised at how many were still alive? Oh my gosh. I mean, how many people are still in this? I mean, when I thought the wolves attacked, I thought that majority of the population was toast. I was thinking three quarters gone. Yeah, I thought we, I thought we had seen them all. Now we've got Bruce and um, these uh, two or three of the ladies I've never seen before. No, they, they did a wide shot of the whole group of people standing there, and I don't think that was all of them. But there was like twenty. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and you know what? And there's probably still more. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it was all of them because uh, I didn't see Heath and those people. Oh, you know, that's something that kind of bothered me. Okay, wh- who do we know that's of the main cast that's here? Well, Michonne, Carol, Morgan, Heath. We saw Michonne and Morgan for maybe five seconds. Never saw Carol. Never saw Heath. Never saw the guy who was wounded. Never saw Glenn. You know. Um, 
Wait a minute. We did see the guy who was wounded. Denise is the one. He was work. She was working on him, right? Is that the one with the the syringe? Holy shit! I did not put two and two together. I mean, it I just dawned on me myself, and that is how sad we both didn't put that together. That yeah. has to be him. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, guarantee. I mean, okay. An example. We, we are, are officially human. stupid. It's yes, dumb Mississippians right here. Anyway, overall, that was good. Um, you know, episode wise. Talking about these sets of characters, I kind of thought, you know, in my notes tonight, I went character by character. And I think if we should kind of talk that way, you agree with that? You good? That's fine with me. You know, and so let's go ahead and start off with the first person we see because it's right out of the gate. They go ahead and give you the scene from the preview, um, you know, with Deanne going up this ladder and, and you see the very first piece of metal her hubby put it up. Yep. and. Um, panel one. Right, yeah, panel one. And, of course, like I said, you hear the little conversation in the background with Michonne and stuff. And then... This open is the, the gates! Yeah, open the gates! And do you notice that the... <clears throat> I promise you, if you go back and watch the preview that they gave us last week, I knew it was Rick's voice immediately oh, when yeah. you were hollering out. Absolutely. This audio was a little different. And I so much so that I went back and checked it. And, yes, they tweaked him holler and open the gate the second time, you know, and I think they did it on purpose. Um, anyway, well, time out, time out. Too much time on your hands. No, no. <laughs> time out. Did you notice Glenn was not in the credits? He's not been for the past couple episodes. Yeah, well, I know. I just wanted to point that out again. But they're still showing the stopwatch. What do I call it? Pocket watch. Pocket watch. Yeah. But did yeah. you notice that some of the credit stuff were different? Yes, they were adjusted. They showed Daryl's jacket like laying on the floor. And the Python shot was a little different for Rick. Yeah, they definitely tweaked the opening. Yeah, they've changed like some of the pictures, and then of course removing you know, Stephen. I think name. this is all because of fanfare. You know, the whole True Detective thing that we went over with our podcast. You know how they kept constantly changing the opening credits, and it was creating this buzz and intrigue, and people thought they could figure things out because of it. Stuff. I think people that has just become a new trend with these shows. You know. What it actually amounts to, who knows? But I just don't. I don't carry as much probative value for it anymore, based on now that it's becoming so trendy. Yeah, but I'm a big fan of opening sequences, the credit sequence. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones is awesome. Uh, I love the True Detective ones. Both seasons have been fantastic. You know, a lot of the shows I really like have great opening credit sequences. I like The Walking Dead. I think The Walking Dead has always had a good opening. I've really enjoyed their theme music. I love the the gritty flashes and oh, yeah. the comparisons to certain characters. I've, I've always enjoyed it. I, I would consider it one of the top five openings. I really, really enjoy it. Yeah, just we know why they're tweaking it and fooling with it and stuff, whether it has to do with Glenn or just, like you say, the fad of consistently changing and altering it a little bit to add a little fanfare i don't know but either way i like it right. i like having a nice right, so back to deanne my girl deanna here has hit rock bottom she you know she's talking a, about, i mean it's shell shocked i mean did she just not have the most wicked face and expression most of this entire episode just the look of absolute dread and you know bewilderment whatever you want to call it she is just she woof. looks like outside of herself she you is know what I mean? it's a shell of a person yeah you know, she just has she just wears that grimace on her face. Oh yeah, with like the thousand yard stare. Exactly, yeah. like I'm looking through you. Yeah, um, 
Then she has this moment of, I don't know, would you call it clarity or coming back to reality or her first step of healing where she grabs this map, throws it down, and starts writing down all these notes and stuff like that. She's planning, preparing. You know, when I was watching this, she was talking about having growing crops here, doing here, storage there. Education here. This, education yep. there. Really trying to fortify and make this place what it is. Basically what they were trying to do with the prison, you know. Well, it's what Maggie was telling her to do. Right. You know, was teaching her you could do you could grow crops here and stuff. You remember when um God, what's his name? Mullet. What's his name? Oh God, Eugene. Eugene was talking about, you know, they're talking about using the church for a time or, out. Where was Eugene tonight? I saw him for a split second. Once again, same thing. Well, you can add that to the list of where in the heck are they? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you think they pay these people less because they're not on the air? You know, you know, they're going episode by episode of how much they get paid. I mean, why? Eh. they do this every year of leaving characters out. Well, I think they their contracts, be contracts are based on episodes appeared. Yeah. So the fact that Carol's not in there, you can pretty much put her down for seven episodes. Mm. That's, I'm sure there's some financial stuff and some behind-the-scenes crap that I don't care to learn. Yeah. I hear you. Okay. All right. So... How about my girl Deanne and her Walker melee with the bottle? <laughs> now, I will tell you, we got a lot. I got some good feedback about this, and feedback that made me open my eyes is, is that the whole time this scene was going, I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" And I was like, and "Then my wife looks at me. Why isn't she hitting the head? Why isn't she yeah. doing this?" I was like, "Oh, they're just going for the effect. This is awesome." And I was oh, like, yeah. "I got a feedback saying it just showed that she has no idea what to do." And then I don't she think was so. just, you know, attacking. I think this was a punching bag. I think this was a therapy session of with the <laughs> wiffle ball bat. Therapy with a broken bottle. You know, to, well, yeah, you I know, hear you. You know, hit this pillow. Get your frustrations yeah, you. out. You know, I think at first she was freaked out, but then when she realized she could kind of keep him at bay and just keep sticking him, I feel like it was kind of a release. Yeah. I think you said it was. It was therapeutic. Yeah. Um, and then Rick just walks up and just kind of slowly blades it in the head. You know, <laughs> you know what was really good about this, which I thought was crazy, is that how many times have you seen a walker that have the same size stature as this person and it's pushing them down or they're holding for their dear life and so on? And, you know, this guy was twice Deanna's size. Yeah. You know, and she ends up getting him to the ground, doing him in with this bottle. I mean, he never even gets his hands on her. I mean, I just kind of thought that was a little off. I don't know. I just... He was enormous. Yeah. I'll never understand why they don't sweep the leg. I mean, they need to learn something from Cobra Kai. Because these guys are just like pretzels on gummy bear bodies. Yeah. I just kick their legs off. I mean, kick them off their bodies. Come on. Simple. Yeah, and then do what you want. Heel stomp them. You know, it's just like, I, once again, and I thought the episode was done well. I, a single zombie is not a threat. No. If you're a speed walker, you can walk circles around one and do as you please to it. I know. And see, that's the part I struggle with this episode. She drops her crate of goodies, and somehow he ends up stumbling over it to fall and then she gets the best of him and go, I just and he doesn't even get his hands on her I mean not even I mean even while she's meleeing into the chest 
which would not affect him and not be make him grimace or do anything. Hey, man, he doesn't even get his hands on it. It'd push him back with some force getting hit with a bottle, but either way. You yeah, know, it's like ticky, you said, yeah, I mean, it's ticky tack, but the cool effect, cool scene, blood no, all over. They, they did well, and it's another kind of callback, too. It's like you don't know. You don't know until you're covered in blood and you're not sure if it's yours and you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of right. callback to an episode before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. It is really good stuff. Um, let's just keep moving. What do you call it? All right. So that was one of the really cool scenes of the entire episode was her, you know, her melee into this walker. Um, <clears throat> and, of course, one of the other bigger things that happened this episode was, of course, dealing with Maggie and Aaron. Now, in the beginning, Aaron... I mean, they're basically inseparable the entire episode. But in the beginning, one thing I did like was, did you notice that Aaron kind of stood up and, you know, took the heat for the wolves coming and said, you know, this is my fault. They found my bag and so on. Did you even think that was necessary considering what it was going on, you know, during Rick's little speech? I think he was just trying to take the heat off of Rick a little bit. I think he was doing the, the good thing by stepping in taking some of the heat off of Rick and in turn, you know, confessing that it's his fault. But I mean, you say it's his fault, but everybody, this is a, would be a mistake most would make. Yeah. Well, I mean, he made a decision to go one way. It led up to him a trap. They survived, but he left his bag behind. Yeah. You can't blame somebody for them getting the wolves, even though he was trying to take that heat. I think the only thing that was probative from what he said was, is that Rick's plan has brought less, you know, has brought only, you know, saved us from over half of what's not here and so on. And um, there, there is value there and welcome to reality. And Yeah, instead uh, of 20 deep on these walls, it could have been 40 deep on right, these walls. or be breaking the walls down, you know. Yeah, so it, I know the plan didn't go 100%, you know, but 50% saved y'all a lot of grief. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Were you upset they didn't show how Rick got out of the camper? Well, no. I mean, I really wasn't. I mean, you could have spent several minutes on him devising a plan or coming up with a scenario or doing something and then being on the run again. And we've already seen him on the run, you know. And going through the woods and going so on. And so it was one of those moments. It didn't bother me at all. And I thought the scene of him running, you know, kind of as the horde was coming across the street and coming this way. I thought it was pretty neat. I liked the cinematography, how they did it. thought it was a little strange that he went to the whole shoulder collision with one of them right as he gets to the gate. But, um, but it was believable. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I wasn't even really sure how any walkers got ahead of him. You know, I know he he took the RV back to draw the rest of them. I guess some still headed towards Alexandria and some to the RV. And, you know, that's what he had to run through. But seeing any of them behind him, even legitimately trying to walk behind him, he should have had them by a mile. Right. Now, if some are closing in on the streets as he's coming towards the gate, I won't blame it too much for that. Right. I mean, the one thing, I don't know, parts of me are like, okay, Rick, you just made it out of the camper. Are you trying to get back to Alexandria to get in and, and with all this horde going on? 
or wait a minute, you have an assault rifle, you have a, a gun, you have this, you could start jogging in the other direction, fire your gun off a couple of times and they'll start following you. And your steady or your high paced walk or slight jog could take all of them in a different direction. I mean, I'm wrong. Yeah, but it would be going backwards towards the quarry. Still not going back to where your home is. Yeah, but I think he knew anyway. He couldn't go towards Alexandria, which is what the way Daryl and them are going, you know, just but beside it mm-hmm. without risking it, you know, and the fact that he had to run through it full of walkers. So, right. Yeah, I mean, it's just something that goes to my I'm mind. I'm trying not to nitpick so much. I know it. I know it. I just keep thinking, man, we could do something better. Like, man, we could do something different here. But I think you've, you've got to create this drama. I, I, know, yeah. I, I get that. Um, you know, going to Mag- Maggie and Aaron, they just, they, of course, they devise the plan. You know, hey, we're going to go get Glenn. You can't go without me. I'm not going to let you go alone. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, let's go to the sewer. Um, and this leads to probably one of the coolest set of walkers oh, yeah. on the show. I mean, really, really impressive. Um I was waiting for it too, man. I was just like, yeah, we're about to get some sewer rat walkers, something pretty cool come out of nowhere. Yeah, because before the season started, you know, the previews of the you know, this season, they showed that one that lifts its head up out of the goo. Yes. You know, and I was like, Oh, there it is. It's yeah, coming. Here it comes. And I knew as soon as he pulled the grate and it like you know, he fell back and stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I really did. And go to the extra mile of her hands going through the body. Yeah. Trying like to hold him back. Pushing the rib cage out the back and stuff. I was, I was like, like, yeah. What? That was that was pretty sick. I, yeah. I, I, I digged it. Um, and it's it, one of those ones where, like I said, single walker. But you could tell, like, she just couldn't get any purchase on the body. Right. To, like, do anything. I thought she was going to be reaching up through the body, through the neck, and like squeezing the brain or something. Yeah, get to that, get to that neck, that stem, yeah, start, and snap. Like, just punching the head off from the inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you said, man, it's like a wet grape. Oh, know? sick! I mean, just a nasty. Right? I mean, there's so much damage you could do with just a good punch. You yeah. know what I mean? At this yeah. time, if you think about like fighters who like smear Vaseline on their body so that you can't really get that good purchase, just imagine this sewage mud walker could you imagine the smell of decomposition on that walking thing i can't even imagine Uh, don't want to imagine oh no 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 no. of course you know they dispatch those two way to go aaron um and they get to the grate they see the walkers outside and of course we get to the big speech you know of can't do it and the big announcement of i'm pregnant um I think this was the most telegraphed oh, thing. Yes. Um, I think everybody basically knew that she was pregnant. Yeah. Well, I mean, and of course, the I'm sure the vast majority of their comic book readers all knew this was coming, you know. Oh, I don't even know about that part, but. Yeah. I mean, like I said a few weeks ago, I said, I don't think Glenn's dead because he has a very pivotal couple things coming. This is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, so. Um, no, you're wrong. I mean, technically, he's done his part. You know, the swimmer has reached the egg. Yes. But, uh, yes. Um, but there's still more to it. Um, so we'll, we'll debate the whole Glenn thing later. But anyway. Uh, but I, I did like Maggie in this scene. I thought she 
Yeah, Laura Cornan, she she pulled it off. I really like how she brings it down, and it's so believable, and the emotion's real. Because um, at, at first I was, would she give up? Would she give up on going to find Glenn? But now you think about it, like I have a few kids. You, she's thinking for two people now, you know? It's not just herself. And even Glenn, now it's like they've made a promise. It's like you can't risk yourself anymore. You know, for any I, reason. I get that, but I disagree. I'm, I'm just being honest. I'm just, I, I, and I, I try to think of the situation of if I was in that scenario of life, okay, where I survival the fittest every day, and if you're going to bring that child into you know into the world and so on, I would mm-hmm. risk going to find my mate in person to give that child a better opportunity and child for that child to have a better opportunity to live because you have the two people who care for it most. You know what I'm saying? And so that, that's just the way I look at it. You know, yeah, it's, it's circumstances. Circumstances they were in were pretty bleak. Even if they got the door open and got out there, I know you see how much they were on them. I, I, I hear you. Yeah. Don't get wrong. The sewer door ended up not being the best way, but, I don't think I'd have gave up. Yeah. That's just me, though. I mean, I mean, I don't know if I'd want to give birth to a child and try to raise it alone in the world they live. Oh, there's plenty of tall, handsome men <laughs> wandering around. Oh, God. Step I, in for... I, how about my boy Aaron making his moves? You know, Aaron's a great name. You know, boy, yeah, or, boy or, girl, or girl, how you spell it. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, we're you all about your Eric dude back there. Oh, bye. Yeah. We're Polly and bye. By the way, where's his boyfriend, Eric? I saw him. He was in this episode. You did? He was next to him before, right before he made the little speech about letting the wolves in. Oh, another glimmer of an episode. Uh, yeah. Really, all I saw was a little bit of red hair. <sighs> Gosh. <laughs> Lord. All right. Let's, let's move on to the Carl and Ron show. Okay, first of all, this is my comic relief of the entire episode, was that these fight. two little girls spatting <laughs> and this god-awful, poor choreographed little shove match we had. I was waiting for the windmill arms. If you run into my arms, it's your fault. It's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> it was, oh, God, it was terrible. I was looking at my wife going, hmm, and she, she looked at me and goes, yeah, that was terrible. Even my oh. wife, who's not critical at all, was like, yeah, I could have pushed better and made it look better than that acting right there. This is gross. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, I don't like Ron at all. No. This is going to be a problem. And they have, once again, I feel like they have telegraphed this a little too much. Yes. The little yes. shot of Ron touching his knife and it's focused on Carl. And then Stabbing this little fight, ground and this little fight scene, and then Ron all of a sudden wanting Rick to teach him how to shoot and stuff. Yeah, he's trying just, to lure Rick into a sleep here, and yeah, Ron's gonna be a problem. Oh, I mean, like I swear, the show creators are like trying to do hook line sinker here. You know, I mean, this is they're not good at subtlety. No, and this. Uh, this these little tidbits should have been spread out a little bit, where we're working towards it, not all thrown at us once and saying, "Here it is, sticking to the wall. Good luck. You know, hope it sticks." Yeah, and it's because it's on there thick. I mean, 
Yeah. And now Enid was his girlfriend. Yeah. They and never mentioned this, that before. That. Um, I don't know. Around. It was just so much telegraphed. It was just, it was too much. And now the debate, Enid, what's her situation right now? What, what do you think? I think it just is what she said it was. She didn't feel safe there, so she left. She feels safer on her own. Yeah, JSS. That's yeah, right. I mean, I think in a way it's kind of it. I think if you're by yourself, it's one thing, you know, but three or four may be a crowd. Yeah, I don't know. I think it really just depends on your situation. I mean, you look at Morgan's situation when he was by himself, doing fine for himself. But he's a person who can handle himself. He knows what things are coming, things he hears. Being a child, alone, especially a female, I mean, your your odds are against you. Yeah, but she's, she's already shown that she's capable. I mean, she tore into a turtle like I could never tear into a turtle. Man, looks like grandma's biscuits. <laughs> but, you know, you haven't seen her in a situation where she's being attacked by another human or a group or anything else. So or a walker. We hadn't got that much evidence yet, you know. Well, we've seen Carl. We've seen some other people who've been able to handle themselves a little better. So, well, after seeing where, Carl where in this fight, he, I'm not so sure. Yeah, where, <laughs> where do you think Ian plays into from here forward? Uh, it, it's weird to say that I think Enid might just be some little tiny plot point thrown in there to create jealousy. For against Ron, against Carl. And we may not see her ever again. Like, she may have literally been used just to create that jealous problem with Ron and Carl. Which will be sad because, ugh, I don't like Ron. I liked Enid. I didn't have a problem with her. Ron is, ugh, a mess. You know, I hate to say it, if you look at every one of our major characters, okay, everybody has kind of lost one of their equals. You know, like Carol's lost her children and her husband. You know, Michonne's lost her own fire family. Andrea, you know, Rick, you go all down the line. Carl is probably the one person who hasn't given. Now, he lost his mama. And I get he all had that, to put his mother down. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, he doesn't know personal anguish, like, on his own personal level other than that. Could this be just the Enid setup of she's going to go down and that's going to be Carl losing his junk over it? Man, I don't think so. And I don't think they feel like he has the acting chops or ability to pull off that kind of, of situation. I think Enid's long gone. Honestly, uh, it's unfortunate as it sounds. Maybe we'll see her next season, just nah, randomly. Uh, she'll be back and for this for this mid season finale for sure. I don't know. We'll see her before then. Oh yeah, and um, you know, like you said earlier, there's all these people we've never seen before like that. I'm telling you right now, we're gonna have a lot of death. I'm telling, we're gonna get a lot of folks going down, and I think Amy might be one of. Ah. <sighs> See, I don't see her dying. Mm, we'll see. All right, let's talk about Denise. Um, of course, the most shocking moment is the, you know, the tangling of lips with old Tara. Yeah, I was waiting for her to 
give her the old fist bump, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought this was cool. Well, it was weird because I thought Eugene might be the one moving in on Denise, but they did a little switcheroo. Yeah, I think uh, Eugene is going to strike out and continue to strike out with his yeah. dashing looks and charm. He might want to try Deanna or something. <laughs> <laughs> Let me wipe that grimace off your face, baby. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm cool with this. I like to see. I mean, it doesn't bother me. I just, um, you know, like I said before, you know, Denise and um, Heath are supposed to be an item. You know, of course, that's comic related. You know, and I kind of thought that might come to fruition, but I guess they're going a different direction. But this also has connections to the comic because there is a um, a lesbian connection in the in Alexandria as well. And I think it, this could be the the replacement or the tangle of it. Because Colonel Tara is not an actual character from the comic book, so this is a new person. But it's around. somebody you give a crap about. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely digging off this yeah. bump chick. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah, you know, and thank God we got away from all that. I mean, that was the worst back in the, back don't, in the tournament. Don't, you better knock on wood. Gonna <laughs> come back. Uh, does she look different to you? Who Tara? Yeah, yeah, she does. It's something her hair or something. I thought she was a different actress. I don't know if it's just her hair is longer or shorter or something, but yes, I know it's the exact same thing. Something is definitely different. Something's different. I'm about to like look at past season or something because she looks. Different. She does. You're right on point. I mean, you know, I, I don't know exactly what I can pinpoint it is, but yes, she definitely. Um, we can talk about Spencer for just a second. This troll. Douchery. I mean, this is the kind of guy you kind of hope trips and goes right off into the 20, 20 deep walkers. Oh, I wouldn't mind seeing Deanna just give him a full shove. Yeah. But that's to say I kind of thought Deanna might be suicidal leaping into it as well. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I could. Mm-hmm. Spencer is ridiculous. Um, Unfortunately, um, and he had such a great are useless. <laughs> yeah, he had a great little speech to the people trying to loot the pantry, yeah. and I was like, "Cool, maybe this guy's turning over a new leaf." Somebody we can actually enjoy watching, and it even like boosted Deanna enough to go home and write that, you know, the mapping of the place. Yeah, there's hope. He presented hope. And then to, to find out he's <laughs> drunk just, and stealing food. Yeah. Well, I got a little reward for my one lucky day of shooting. Yeah. yeah. Which, I'll this, be honest. This guy is a piece. I don't know this guy in real life. No. This is a stretch to me. Yeah. I'm with you, man. He just. I don't see people. idiot. I just. Ugh. I don't see this guy. Like this guy. Like I don't know this guy. He carries himself and his stature, and he does his physical appearance and the way he carries himself doesn't match in his inadequacies as this actor portrays. He doesn't look like a cowardly drunk. No, he looks like he's six two, broad shoulders. Yeah, could be a badass. Instead, he's he's a guy you wouldn't mind pushing off the wall. Yeah, I mean, putts. I I don't like him at all. so, So this guy, I feel, is could be. Like Ron, another disliked character that's going to cause a problem. It's obvious he's going to cause a problem. Yeah, I mean, and then you and then you throw in the other son, you know, and him and his boomtastic van they were riding back in the day, and and how then he one of died. the worst scenes of Walking Dead history of Deanna listening to that CD in memoriam. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Just I'm the just, absolute worst. I'm, this is where I can say Scott Gimple, uh, dude. Gonna, you have failed us. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to let down on the uh, Deanna <laughs> children. Yes. Yeah, anyway. they're brutally inadequate. Yes. Jesse. Uh, we've got a lot of Jesse this episode. I think we're molding her into now what we call a regular. You know, of course, she was promoted to a regular for the season. Um, but, you know, we got her first real good taste when we got to meet old Betsy. We finally know who Betsy is now. This was David's woman. You know, we see her when Rick's giving a speech. And then all of a sudden we see her at the house with a cut wrist and, ah, you know, the old walker. Yeah, I got to be honest. I was hoping to see a scene between her and Michonne. Thank you. I have it in my notes right here. No sorrow scene for Betsy. What the heck? Yeah, I... Uh, this was a missed point. I think this was a I miss. Think David became enough of a character for me to feel sorry the way he died. For us to have a moment, even if not for 30 seconds of Michonne saying, David thought of you in his last moments, or David was, you know, did nothing but talked about you, at least to give Betsy a hope of a future, or, you know, that his, like I said, his last moments were of you and wanted you to be strong. No. All we did was wipe our hand off on our pants, Betsy who, <laughs> and then she goes and commits suicide and gets the dagger through the eye. All right, so I really like someone committing suicide and turning and Jesse having to put him down. I thought that was a cool scene. I just wish the Michonne scene would have been there. Hey, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for David. You know, whatever. Yeah. Trying to make her he feel got better. us here. The guy that's in the bed with the wound Denise is working on talks about, you know, David's the reason we survived. David yeah. sacrificed himself. David this. Uh, something. Yeah. Instead, nah, that's that guy got eaten back there. Moving on. Moving on. You know? <laughs> Moving on. I'll just go ahead and kill her. Yeah. Just uh, let her kill herself. <laughs> And let her just bang against the glass a couple times. Yeah, really. You know, and then take one to the eye socket. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I think this was a missed opportunity. Yeah, I've, even if it was a, a quick thirty-second scene, I would have been happy. Oh wait, thirty seconds. Just to see Michonne kind of dwelling on it a little bit. Yeah, you know, just to show the connection. You know, she took the time to learn about David and know about him and how you got all this background on we Alexandria and all that stuff. To it be, I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, you know. But back to Jesse, uh, I like the progression she's making. I like seeing her become a little more realistic. Okay, time out. Cookies for Sam. Did we Sam. not just have this pantry scene about rations and important stuff and so on? Instead, we got this giant plate of chocolate chip cookies. Hey, we don't know what those cookies are made of. <laughs> this could be some disgusting okay. cardboard yes. boiled mixed with... <laughs> boiled. Did you just say boiled cookies? Did you just say boiled? <laughs> boiled cardboard. Uh, oh boy. Okay. No, I mean, well, that's well, ticky, but... <sighs> what we know right at this point is Alexandria breeds shitty children. <laughs> so all bad kids yeah ron needs to put his beanie back on by the way did you see that fluff yeah, that, we had on top on that the- hair's bad i pretty much what i'm thinking is to get the walkers away from the walls is just catapult all the children <laughs> like the future <laughs> yeah the future. catapult you're, them you're down the, the road <laughs> strap Sam, a flare run it's like forrest gump run just run <laughs> just build a trebuchet yeah. light ron on fire and launch him <laughs> in the direction of the other wow. walkers. 
Wow. <laughs> wow. They serve no purpose. They're only bad. I mean, there are parenting associations outside that are want to raise you up. Let me tell you. These kids are not the future. Wow. <laughs> mm. Mm. So, of course, this leads us into Rick. And we're talking about Jesse and Rick. You know, we get the little smoochy smoochy. Another little kissing scene. Um, tell me there's more, Rick. Was this not also telegraphed coming? My I thought they did a kind of good job of her rebuffing him a couple episodes ago and then for him to show up and you know her breaking down like i need to know there's something after this and kind of knew rick was going to go in for the smolder oh oh, yeah no doubt doubt. He, he was twitching that jaw at her a little bit did you think when they started panning out from the lit garage that we were going to see somebody looking i thought somebody was gonna be watching a ron I thought Ron was going to be watching. Yeah, I thought we were going to see. I thought we were going to see the motivation of betrayal coming. Yeah, you know I thought I mean? we were going to see Ron like pointing an empty gun at him or something. You know oh, what I mean? God, that that leads me into that whole little scenario of Ron and Rick. Okay, how freaking cheesy and useless and is this whole? Gives him his python. Take of course the smart thing takes his bullets out of it. You know. <laughs> I still wouldn't let him hold my python over the edge of the wall. Thank you. He could fumble Drop it. it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I can see Rick just grabbing the back of his pants and just tossing him over. Go get my gun. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come back without it. I mean, no way. Now I'm never, I'm never releasing my python. If I see somebody else holding that python, we got problems. Yeah. I mean, it better be prying it from Rick's cold dead fingers. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't want to see it. Yeah, I mean, never again. That was no, that was terrible. So, anyway, this brings me up to my theory, debate, how you want to call it, and I got some of our fewer feedbacks on it because I kind of posed the question. All right, so Rick has explained that the wall is twenty walkers deep. Okay, yeah. and if you do the math, it's probably I don't know fourteen, sixteen feet, you know, of rotting corpses and flesh that are beating on the wall. Okay, what? Would you say is their best plan or what you theorize is going to happen to get these walkers away? Now, of course, in the show, Rick goes, we can be quiet. Maybe they'll drift. No, that's not going to happen. Or we can Especially not with Deanna going over there and egging them on. Hey, (laughs) you ain't getting in here. (laughs) I'm I'm glad you're all brave and all, Deanna, but you ain't the one holding the gun. Talk big behind that fence, huh? Yeah. It's like a telephone tough guy. Yeah. It's like ridiculous. Oh. It's like anonymous. It's like the internet. It's oh, like, I know it, man. I'm it's just like a troll. Call of Duty and somebody's in there, you know, talking don't, big. Don't troll the walkers. Yeah. <laughs> now, okay, so I thought of some ideas. I I never understand why they don't use fire more. Yeah. Why I was thinking light these bad boys these on fire. Out there. Um, but we, we keep seeing. Metal wall. Burnt zombies are still alive. Yeah. Um, which I don't understand how that doesn't boil their brains and whatnot. But yeah, that is a kind of traumatic. But okay. Um, we had a good feedback about trying to funnel them through that sewer hole. Yeah, which would be Matt really well. We hit us up and we're talking about you know, I mean, you could reduce the numbers and it'd be like the you know, like talk about three hundred and the failings and you know, yeah, you, you narrow them into a alley where they're manageable. Yeah. Um. You know, something that came to my mind is is that, you know, there's more than one way in and out of this place. 
you know, maybe at another place you you could let them in, but it's into a trap that funnels them. Or like I said, you find a way out and you lead them away, you know, like he talks about in some unique way. Um, or, and there was a couple of people like, I mean, I think it was David or somebody came in there and he's like, you know, the bottom line is, is that they're not like a sieging army. They're just walkers. People are, you can handle, you can let small droves in or you go outside and you, you attack and, you know, retreat, attack, retreat. I mean, realistically, you could, you could handle a lot. I don't, I don't know. I just, they've shown this episode saying that, you know, these Alexandrians are so feeble and the only real killers and attackers you got are basically Tara, you know, Rick, Michonne, Carol, and I guess Morgan, you know, so you got a five on 400. So, I mean, there's a little odds there, but yeah, but speed is a, right. It's a constant factor. So uh, my thing is throw a distraction away from the gate or away from one of the exits. You know, fire a distraction off. Shoot a flare off, cause a fire somewhere. Where they, you know, some of them start to walk away and clear the, whatever space it is you're going to get out. And then start leading them away again. Well, remember remember two or three seasons ago, They what they did was they hooked up a radio and they put it over on a building and they put it on and it just attracted all the walkers to that yeah. side of the town so they could get into a grocery market. Wind chimes do yeah. it. Something. Get somebody out. Create a noise distraction away from the walls. Get them away from the walls and then make them manageable. You know? Or just like he did originally. Lead them out of town. Yeah. Um, you can walk faster than these things. Walk faster. Eric even says, why aren't we doing like we did at the prison? There are chain link fence. Let's just start stabbing heads. Uh, you could. I mean, you could be swinging stuff from the top of the the wall. Just you get something on a chain and it hit zwa. Just a chain. Yeah. Daryl showed you can remove three heads on a single swing. Yeah. With a chain. Yeah. I mean, we could be cleaning cleaning them out. And you want to do it quietly, obviously. But yeah, you could be just blasting heads with stuff. Throw rocks at it. Yeah. And you could get a pendulum with a rock attached to a, a stick and just swing it. Ding. Another one gone. Ding. Another one gone. And you know those, like, long fence posts? Yeah. It's one of those. You just stand up there and just have fun. Just, poof, yeah. Just drop just it on their heads. Just impaling the top yeah, of their skulls. Just bashing you know, for the heads. Heck of it. Got one. Yeah. I got five. You know. I mean, like it's just game. so simple. Yeah. So I mean, you could definitely reduce some numbers. Yeah. I, Instead, it's just, uh, let's enjoy the scenery. We'll be quiet. 400 walkers below us. We'll just be real quiet. And they'll be real loud. <laughs> banging on the tin walls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get all that. Um, Let's, let's talk about some of the feedback we got. Um, David came in and said, unfortunately, the episode was kind of boring. Aside from the sewer walkers, um, and then one thing that keeps frustrating me is they keep trolling Glenn's story. I mean, I'm kind of with David. I'm, I'm kind of the point now. We should have some clarification on Glenn. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, it doesn't look like we're going to get it on next episode either. I know it. Uh, so they're obviously saving whatever they're going to decide to do with Glenn on the season finale. I think next episode, we've seen in the preview episode, it's going to be 
Daryl, Abraham, Sasha. Then the next episode is going to be clearing the walkers off Alexandria. And then the final episode is going to be wrapping up the Glenn story. Mm. That's just the way it's going to be. I can call it right no, now. I don't see it that way at all. Um, I'm afraid I just... You think we're going to see the Glenn next episode? No. But okay. I think we see him the episode after that. Um... Here, here, here's my here's my rationale, and I'm using some comic information, but I'm not going to say what it is. Um, my deal is is that next episode we're going to have the Sasha, Abraham, and of course Daryl. Um, we're going to get the situation like we see in the preview where Daryl gets cornered and looks like he's kidnapped or trapped. Yeah, he's tied up. Right, and so I guess we're talking about the preview for next week. Yeah. Anyway, that's good. What the next episode is going to be? We're going to end with him being in trouble or something of that nature. I don't think we see anything to do with Alexandria or Glenn or anything of that nature. It's one hundred percent Abraham, Sasha, and Daryl, and maybe even some Enid. I'm just throwing that possibility out there because she's the only other person outside the wall that we're not aware of. They could even fit into this mix, even though she's several miles away. Um, so that's what's going to happen. The following episode, okay, which, which would be episode seven, um, I feel like we're going to get the situation of Glenn. And as well as Alexandria, as well as the realization that everybody's going to come back together. And then the final episode is the holy crap episode of whatever the, you know, initiative in my opinion is going to be, you know, and which I kind of hope is follow source material. Everything is, is the walkers are the real threat. You know, I don't know. That's kind of the way I'm looking at breaking it down. They teased at the end of the episode, the blood leaking through the walls. Right. Um, I'm going to guess that that's probably like where the truck hit, you know, where the damage is to the wall at least. And that could end up being kind of the weak point that allows them in. But I didn't necessarily understand what was happening. Like why the blood was leaking through. Unless it's like a crack or something. I didn't get it either. I didn't understand the purpose or that it was monumental amount of, you know, the weight against the wall and that kind of stuff. I didn't get that. I didn't understand. I mean... In my opinion, the wolves only becoming an issue with Daryl, and Daryl won't be here. And so that'll be the cliffhanger we don't know about going into the mid-season finale, is that Daryl's situation we won't know. I think we're going to have a collapse of a wall somewhere, and we're going to have devastation inside zombie-wise, and you're going to find out who really is prepared for the zombies and who's not, and we're going to lose major characters. Not like the major cast characters, maybe one, but I think we're going to lose some of our new major cast characters, you know, um, not going to say names, you know. I think if the walkers get through, it could be a uniting moment because even Deanna says that they don't need me. They need you, Rick. And you still see people are divided whether or not to trust Rick. If people got through or the walkers got through, and you see Rick's group regulate, you know, that could be kind of a 
cool way of uniting. You know, and that's really has a lot of potential. And I think, because, man, I can't, I just can't say what I want to say because it's so comic book based, comic book based, comic book based. Um, But, yeah, if they follow the source material, we are going to have an epic mid-season finale. I really, you know, if if they go that way. But I'm going to be honest, what I'm really afraid of is the wolves angle because Morgan still has one captured and we don't know nothing about that. You know, Matt, Eric, a lot of our, you know, viewers that, you know, send us feedback. They, they even talked about, you know, Morgan wasn't around. What was he do? Feeding, you know, his wolf, you know, and that part right there is a liability. We don't know what Ron's situation is, his liability. Glenn is unknown in the wind. Um, the Sasha, Abraham, and Daryl out doing everything. And then if you look at the preview, it looks like Daryl's on his own. And then his bike dies, and then all he's, and he's in a burned-up woods with these burned-up corpses everywhere. He's in like a trench hiding. And yeah. this is completely not what was expected. You know, yeah. I mean, what happened? What happened that made them separate and get away like they were when all they were doing was riding 10 miles an hour, not even that, five, to get them out of the city? Well, all they would do is turn around and come back. I mean, what's changed? So, um, I think we're going to have an igniting event with Ron. I think Ron's going to be a problem. I'm already calling that. Ron's going to be a problem. He's going to come at Rick and Carl some kind of way. But he's, you know, he's trying to play it nice right now, but he's going to somehow come at them and, you know, try to devastate them some kind of way. Right. And then you're going to have Spencer, who's going to do some kind of stupid thing because he doesn't feel like they're going to survive anyway. Um, and then you add that on top of the Glenn, Daryl, all that stuff situation. You got a lot to pack into three episodes because I think they're going to resolve the Ron and Spencer thing for sure this this midseason. Mm. Definitely going to get Glenn figured out. And Daryl's in turmoil. You see it in the preview. How mad would you be if they don't give us an answer for Glenn until... There's no way. February, March. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um... So, do we even discuss the spoilers that we've learned about this week? No, I don't want to just leave it alone. Yeah, leave it because you know there's there's some answers there, but um, I can say that we can talk about a new cast member we've learned that's been cast. You know, for the future, that's inevitable. Would you say? As long as it's common knowledge, like I said, I don't want to. Tom Payne is a British actor who has not many credentials that I know of. I mean, I looked at his stuff, not really. Uh, they He made news here recently as being cast as the future cast member, Jesus. Jesus, whatever you want to call it. Um, now this this is guy a, is awesome. This is a fighter, right? This, this is like Bruce Lee-Jesus combination. <laughs> I mean, like, he's legit like you know just you know you see morgan with his bow staff this guy can use his hands and feet and is just a true warrior but he's a man of peace and high moral standard 
you know, he doesn't attack or fight just because he's a badass. He just he he uses it for necessity only. You know, right. he is a man who's trying to do good things, and um, but he doesn't always be perceived that way or start that way or even in that way he's a very unique character so i'm gonna leave it at that yeah um and so that's coming down the line um and i thought that was good news and so other than i don't i don't really see anything else i mean like i said we've already debated the whole glenn thing i don't think anything like that um can really else be said i mean either he's alive or he's dead or he's bitten or <laughs> kind of, it's kind of the three, you know. No, this is kind of what how it guess. happens is going to be interesting. I think more of the debate is is that are they going to show us how he became what he is? Like I said, no matter how it turns out, they didn't do a good enough job of filming it. No matter how it turns out, because well, if, if he's whoa, whoa, if whoa. he's dead, uh, if he's dead, okay. No, because if he's dead, you didn't have the impact that you wanted. Yeah, they created that. Yeah, I got you. Okay, I'll give you that. And if he's alive, they didn't film it well enough to make it seem like it was plausible for him to escape. True that. So, they failed on both ends. So, they're trolling us this whole time. Yeah. And, I mean, unfortunately, it's going to end up being some kind of, you know, failure in my mind. I hope he's alive, because I like Glenn. Yes, me too, and... I hope he's alive, and I love, and I hope that the way they make it possible is plausible and believable. Even though, like you said, I think they've already torpedoed that opportunity. I'll be honest. If they show it and he's alive, I want them to completely replay that scene of Nicholas shooting himself, them falling down, and I want it to go from him freaking out because guts are being pulled out. I want to see from that point to what how he gets out. I don't want to see some flash forward five minutes and he's my only way he's out of this is they're eating Nicholas and someone or something. I think it has to be someone comes to the rescue, either guns blazing or something that makes those walkers that are only feasting on Nicholas come towards that stimulus. And he's able to get out of that. And even then it's still super thin. Yeah, because even... I mean, you're not unscathed. And no one can see you. No one can even tell that the walkers are eating somebody down there. Because you're all the way down a dead end full of walkers. So even if there was somebody on the street looking at the big path of walkers, they wouldn't know. saw you fall. Still, you wouldn't... No, then you know what they would assume? Oh, he's toast. Yeah. They're both toast. No luck. (laughs) Yeah, so... Like I said... They didn't do a very good job shooting it. I agree. I'll be curious how it turns out. I agree. Um, well, other than that, I say we call it there, bro. Uh, Let's call it. I'd, uh, good filler episode. A little boring here and there, but it was a necessity. Uh, we're looking forward to next week. Uh, like I said, this was uh, The Walking Dead, number 605. we got three three weeks left. Yep. Um, oh, we're going to announce. What do you call it? My brother has decided that he is going to pod the – upcoming show um which they've been trailering the hell out of oh uh, during Lord, walking dead beating you to death yes uh next weekend starts into the badlands and i'm just gonna take a chance season one started off and i'm gonna pot it 
Awesome. I think it's a great idea. I, I'm digging it. I think the show's going to be awesome. I, uh, I love the choreograph, the fighting and like that. I just hope they have a good storyline plot to go with it. I, it is a guilty pleasure of mine. Um, this type of movie, a raid redemption, a kill bill, you know, a ninja assassin is one of my kind of cult favorite movies. Mm-hmm. That type of stuff intrigues me. I get a lot of joy out of it. So I look forward to it. Yeah, I'm I'm all about Tune it. In. And AMC is just doing a really good job with a lot of their TV right now. So uh, I think the odds are in their favor. Oh, absolutely. I mean, really, how many failures have they had? <sighs> Low Winter Sun, that's the only one. That's about the only one. And believe yeah. it or not, if people didn't really watch it, it really wasn't a bad show at all. I watched every episode, and it had a lot going for it. I just unfortunately think it started off so dark, and there was nobody you could attach to. Um, and you know, I was just on because this was Lenny James legit, not Morgan. This was Lenny James is like a semi dirty cop in Chicago and it, or Detroit. It was really good. Plus taking over for breaking bad was impossible task. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, um, well, other than that, I said we call it, yeah. uh, guys, we'll look forward to hearing from y'all next week. And like I said, we'll be doing an, another show. And looking forward to it. But other than that, this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And we're out.